We do. A return one, appearance. One of the OGs. Special? Oh, geez. I feel so special. Hey, take it where you get it, Virgil. I, I just did. <laughs> take it where you get it. Um, Mike, you leave me out of this. That's fair. That's fair. No, We don't kink shame. No judgment. Judgment-free zone. I should have known. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we need to do a little bit of housekeeping first. So, um, clean your own house. Uh, I got people to do that for me. Um, oh, okay. I wish. Well, I wish. So, yeah, me too. Um, August twenty eighth. No. October 28th. August 28th, though, is the greatest day of the year. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> okay, I won't argue that. I'll give you that one. Um, Harper agrees, Harper, too? She disagrees. Oh, disagrees? That was a disagree work? She was like, that's May 15th, bitch. <laughs> um, so, October 28th, the Halloween bash at the Entertainment Mafia Geneva on the Lake being put on and brought to you. It's the coming out party, so to speak, of the New Horizon Combat Sports Group with our friend Alex and our friend Thump. So they're having a, a, a big kickoff party from what I understand. And, you know, if anybody will, I guess, I guess Virgil does know Thump, but if any of our listeners know Thump, um, actually, he, Virgil, listen to this shit. He goes by Bruce now. Who the heck is Bruce? I don't That's know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. His buddy was over here and was telling a story like, oh, yeah, Bruce and I went and did this. And, and Mike and I are sitting there staring at each other like, who the fuck is yeah, Bruce? We're like, okay, that's great. That's great, but why are you telling a story about Bruce? He ain't even here. He's not even here to defend himself. Um, so... Entertainment Mafia from 9 to midnight, Geneva on the Lake. $30 a, a person, $50 a couple. Uh, and for Not an bad. additional $20, you can purchase all of the events that they have there. Uh, there's axe throwing. There's paint a paint room. There is a rage Chelsea room. I agreed. Uh, we definitely are spending the extra 20 each. and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. The rage room. There's a golf simulator. I feel like I missed one. Axe throwing. Axe throwing. Rage room. Rage room. Paint, paint room. room. Oh, an escape room, I think. So, um, come on out. Come see the fellas. Apparently, you can uh, pre-order tickets. Thump didn't disclose how to me. Um... Just disclose that we could. Yeah, just they're, they're available. Um, I should have went to Alex. I I should I <clears throat> I, I should have known better. Right. I mean, so, after all, you and Thump are related. I so. know. 
It's understandable. Yeah. <clears throat> we definitely don't follow the attention is in the details rule. So, there's going to be door prizes. There's going to be raffles. There's going to be prizes for the best costume. Although the greatest... The great... Would, the greatest part of the evening, though, is is Team Mike has a drink is going to be. We there. are, and and we think we found our signature drink. Since we, we think so. I since, mean, since we cannot remember how to make the safe word, and and just so you know, I went through all the episodes. There is not an episode called the safe word. Yeah, there is. No, there is not. Okay, maybe it's in the description of the episode. Probably, it might be yeah. in the description. <laughs> I was gonna say, I know I get drunk, but there's no way that I forgot the name of an episode. Yeah, it could happen. Not to me. Anything's um, possible. You know, Virgil, you're about to get fired. Sticking up, fired. sticking up for Tom. Harper, you're not allowed outside. I was just pointing out a fact. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So, come on out, October 28th. There'll be some of the guys that are going to be fighting at the Border Wars will be there. Um, there will be at least one wrestler from Edinburgh University there. He is coming? He is coming All down. All right. Um, nice. And I'm sure he's going to bring a bunch of his friends, so it'll be fun. It'll be crazy. I know he's gonna be looking for Uncle Mike has a drink to do something stupid, but I was at a I was at a party last weekend, a last minute invite kind of deal, and one of the guys there went outside with some of the younger kids, and when he came back in, he was an absolute disaster. So I'm gonna learn from that. You will not, Sully. I'm telling you right now. You are not going to pressure me into bad decisions. If there's any bad decisions made, I'm going to come to them on my own terms. So, so they'll be there. I believe the ring girls will be there. There'll be some fighters. Show up. Get some autographs. Um, but before you get there, make sure you go down. Stop at Custom Tees in downtown Sharon, 54 West State Street. Get some cute little t-shirts made up for you and your friends. Right. While you're waiting, you can join Tom and Chelsea over at Twisted Scissors, where they're going to be getting their hair did by Jessica. Right, right. Um, or, if you're follically challenged, even if not. I was just trying to make fun of Mike. Mm -hmm. But you could join Mike at the Ace of Fades. Also, in downtown Sharon. Downtown Sharon. Can I tell you that cracks me up? Downtown Sharon. It's like... Why? It's like, like from Pittsburgh, man. It's like three streets, man. Because everybody out here talks funny, Virgil. <laughs> they all talk funny. Talk like a bunch of oozers, eh? No. Watch Take it. Off. Okay. Okay. You now know... <laughs> you, all right. So I'm going to be uh, finishing the episode by myself tonight. I can feel it coming. These two are, like, feeding off each other. This is not a good combination. <laughs> you sound surprised. <laughs> That's true. I should have expected this. So, our drink this evening. I mean, <laughs> what are we going to call this, Tom? Needs a good name. Virgil, you're going to have to help us name this drink, all right? Okay. Two ounces... 
salted caramel vodka. One ounce fireball. And then uh, apple cider to top it off. Hmm. Um, it, it sounds like a headache, but that doesn't sound appealing. So let's see. Um, Angry balls. Fireballs. No, we can't do that. Right, but the fireball, the ball from fireball, it's apple. Um, Angry apple? Right, so angry balls. Angry balls. Angry balls. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. That, so, uh, we're we're spitballing here, people. At least we got a working title. Hey, uh, Mike has a drink at gmail.com. So, of course, the girls are not going to want to. That's not going to be appealing to girls. Yeah. Um, the ones that it is, I'm, I'll make a bad decision with them. <laughs> um, sorry, Virgil. Sorry. Sorry. Turn it down. I Turn it down. Fire and spice. Turn. What? Fire and spice. Fire and spice. Fire and spice and everything nice. That sounds like the movie I was in to pay my way through college. Well, it must not have been a big seller. You only made it to three parties. <laughs> um, yeah, fire and spice. Fire and spice. Why can't we just call it a hot caramel apple? Because I'm pretty sure there's already a drink called hot caramel apple. Everything's been done. Who cares? Yeah. It's not like you're selling it. True. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, whatever, whatever it is, this is pretty good. It it, it actually sounds like it could be kind of tasty. Not yeah. not my style. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know that we're. We'll see how we're feeling at the end of this episode. Um, but like, if you're if you like sweet or semi, I'd say this is semi sweet. It's semi sweet, yeah. It's not bad. So. I got to bring up something completely off subject. What a surprise! We're still in that phrase, in that time period. Right. So go for it. You know, uh, my buddy Adam went up to the res with us, right? On the way back, he said something out of love, but it fucked me up. Like, and it still got me a little fucked up. If I'm being honest. Um, he was sitting in the backseat going through his Facebook memories and he came across a post from nine years ago of the Reese's Peanut Butter Swiss Rolls. Oh my. Now, I don't know if you've never had them. I remember them. But they are fantastic. So he starts laughing about it and we're going through, oh my God, I remember that, blah, blah, blah. And then he just stops, gets stone-faced. He goes, holy shit, Tom. My dad liked this, Brent liked this, and you liked this. My dad died in February, Brent died last month. You're not allowed to die on me this year. Again, he said it from a place of love. Right. But they got that got me on my toes. Like I'm I'm like looking for some final destination shit. Yeah, man. Listen. And so, we were the only three that liked that yeah. status. Mm-hmm. All right, but listen. Don't go to 
camping at a place called Crystal Lake. Don't go to Haddonfield. No. And uh, don't go to Derry. Don't go. Yeah, definitely not there. Um, stay out of any kind of Scream movies. Might as well just okay. avoid Salem to be safe. But, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Until 2024. 2023 is the year of Tom hiding. Yeah. You only got a couple months. You'll be all right. Right. Um, like I said, it was out of love, but it was still... Yeah. Craziness. Because so, we, all, we all worked together. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. That is it, wild, dude. It's weird how, like, that happens and, like, people drop in, like, clusters. Right? Drop, groups of three, usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's move on. Let's let's change the subject. Let's speak. Of, let's talk about something much more uplifting. Well, <laughs> second, if I could interject, because you know y'all are talking about your 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 drink for the night, and you know y'all are in Mercer, Pennsylvania, but I'm in Houston, so clearly we're drinking different things. I mean, it's possible that you pulled all this out of your cabinet and whipped it up. No, I didn't. Well, see, what I did was, though, I, I combined the whole Pennsylvania-Texas thing. So you're so, drinking um, a beer with a scorpion in it? No. Oh. I got me some Yingling lager. Okay. Yeah. And cow of piss. Course. Cow piss. Coming from a guy who supports hams. Next. <laughs> um, we you, got, we got Yingling. Can you hear from my tea guy yet? We've got uh, a single malt whiskey from Yellow Rose Distilling here in Houston. Ooh. Okay. Okay. It's very, very nice. Very well, that's nice. good. At least, at least you're not drinking one called Texas whiskey that was made in Canada, like Slater gave me. Oh, that's not okay. I was like, I was like, wait a minute, dude. Hold on. This isn't even like. Texas Arcanon. This is just straight up Canadian. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't work. No, this one's this one's made right here in Houston. Actually, KY and I went to the distillery when he was down uh, back in August. Oh, cool. So, yeah, neat place. They're they're putting out some really nice stuff. Man, but hey, you know what? <laughs> what? KY got a good nickname, man. <laughs> I uh, was trying to say something to you. What? No, no, don't worry about it. I don't want you taking my snacks now. Get out of here. Hey, I don't teach you shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> they come, they come through, they come through the bar. They know it's podcast time, and they run. <laughs> I, I have to say that a man who can create something as beautiful and amazing as Wishing I Was Fishing cannot promote and defend some rot gut force whiz swill like hams. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly why we don't drink giggling on this episode on this podcast. Get out of here. It's such garbage, dude. Garbage. You're fired. <laughs> it's my podcast. My opinions are the right ones. You're still fired. Okay. But it is. It's garbage. English is garbage. You know, Sir Virgil, I hate I hate to side with the Canadian scum, 
but but I can go ahead and say that um, after your going away party, the Yingling stayed yeah. in the cooler until it got thrown away. Yeah, it was in the cooler. <laughs> Virgil, it was in the cooler until like September. The kids wouldn't even steal it and drink it. That that hurts. <laughs> Garbage. Well, you know what? I still say it's better than Heine, though. Well, that ain't saying much, but I will agree. Yeah, no one's arguing that. <laughs> hey, Virgil, what do you th- what do you um what did you think of the little Mickey's? You know, I used to love them for the riddles, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> they were absolutely terrible, but they were fun to drink anyway. Mm-hmm. I used to like them because in the morning when I would have to go clean up, if, uh, I think, I don't know which one's yours. Uh, yeah, whatever. Okay. Alcohol kills germs. You're good. Right. Um, when I used to have to go clean up after the parties and people had Mickey's, I used to like it because they exploded better than all the other bottles. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because they were cheaper. Yeah. They were cheaply made. <laughs> I don't, listen, I, I'm not really sure how I got in that fraternity, man. I was like, I was like a walking bad idea. I'm glad I've, I've matured now and don't act out on some of my bad ideas. Which is precisely why I texted you about the situation mm-hmm. the other day because I knew yeah. that smart thinking yeah. Mike would. Tell Tom yep. not to do something. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the whole chapter was a walking bad idea. We were all jackpots. That's probably <laughs> the only thing that saved me, Virgil, because I can remember we had to go clean the one time, and there were just bottles. And normally it was all cans, you know? Yep. We got there, and there had to have been like 300 bottles just laying all over the basement, right? And I was like, this is bullshit. And I picked one up and launched it off the wall. Shatters. And I was like, oh, that was sweet. (laughs) Cleaning just became fun. And it was like, all right, well, listen. We weren't allowed to drink last night at the party. What's over there in the coolers? Oh, yeah, there's still some shit in here. Let's fucking go. So... By the end of it, there was this huge pile of glass in the corner. Pilch comes downstairs and goes, <laughs> What the fuck are you going to do? You're And we were like, Yeah, okay, buddy. We're cleaning up. You go back upstairs. Whenever we're done drinking, this place will be fine. And he was like, up the steps. I'm getting, I'm going up and I'm getting the bottom. Okay, okay. And then Curly comes walking down and goes, no, it wouldn't have been Curly because he was after me. Who'd he live with before? Do you remember? Who did Coach live with before? Yeah. Um, me and Scooby. Oh. Well, Virgil, I apologize then in advance for <laughs> for throwing beer bottles at your wall. I think I was out by then. Okay. Oh, you know who I think was there? I think it was Kaminsky, and I think Scooby might have still been there. 
I don't know. Doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I'm telling you what, man. One of the greatest decisions we ever made was no cameras allowed in there. Right. Well, nobody had any back then. No, they had, no, that's bullshit. All those girls from the sororities would show up with those little cameras, the, those disposable cameras. Yeah, I thought about those. And we'd be like, ah, it's got to stay in the bin. You can't take it downstairs. Go take your little cute pictures outside on the porch. Yep. No cameras allowed downstairs. In all fairness, before the digital camera, the Polaroid was the, was the best. Yeah, you're right. But we didn't allow Polaroids ever. Um, yeah, there's kind of clunky to be carried around, though, too. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like, you know, playing the accordion, so. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was that was probably a good rule. But, anyways, like I said, we're going to talk about something uplifting this week. Right. Oh, okay. No, 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 think about it, though. He was... And still is considered a national hero in Romania. He saved him. If it wasn't for him, Romania wouldn't exist. And he even got accom- glowing accommodations from Pope Pius II for defending Christianity. Alright, well that's going to have an asterisk because the Pope also supports priests touching little kids. Well, th- well, this was during the Crusades, so oh, uh, you, 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 regardless, you're... You, you. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough, though, fair enough. But no, he, he was, so, he was so the national hero up. of Romania. I've got, I've got strong opinions. Sir Virgil? I've got strong opinions, too, but I'm going to hold my tongue for now. Alright, that's fair. <laughs> we don't need to get into a fight on over the phone. Um, no, because I hate when my parents fight. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well, that's all right. At least I'm the young parent. I'm the cool hip one. Virgil's almost retired. So, let's talk about Vlad III. Or, as is more widely known, Vlad the Impaler. Which is why, in turn, Jim Bob. Yeah, I don't care to keep all their names yeah. straight anymore. It, he, his first car is going to be an Impala, and the license plate frame is going to say Vlad the Impala. And it, it, it's just destiny. Mm. Yeah, I, I have to tell you though, after doing some research about this guy, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned that you picked his name. What, do you know why I picked this name? Hopefully it's not because this guy's your hero. No. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe a little worse. Oh, Jesus. Actually, um. Lord help us. Now, my grandma, for most of her adult life, was obsessed with the family tree and lineage. She had, like, the big four-inch uh, D-ring <laughs> binders she had five or six of them full documenting, following back. So I originally wanted to name him Victor. 
But nobody in my family liked it, including, you know, his mother. And so I was being a smartass. I said, fuck it, I'm just going to name him Vladimir. And my grandma goes, you know, I'm fairly certain that we are direct descendants of Vlad the Impaler. Now, my grandma, who has binders and binders and binders of our right. family history, she so, says that to so me. So that's not an off-the-cuff remark. No, that, so, and as soon as she said that, it, boom, sold. His name was Vladimir. That Whew. was it. Well, thank God my dad didn't do that, or I'd have been named Michelle. Hey, did you know that uh, Dracu means dragon in Romanian? I did not know that. Um, I did it. His dad was... His dad was Dracul, too. No, his dad was Dracul. He was Draculia, ah. son of Dracul. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but his father, Vlad II, was given the name by the fellow knights of his crusader group, the Order of the Dragon. That's badass. Uh, well... Badass, dude. Sounding, yes, and in action... Yes, um, they were basically the um, Crusaders' version of the SS. Yeah, or the KGB. Care. I don't care, dude. No, they they were like the I'm getting this shit done, get out yeah. done. I mean, what would you rather be named after, a dragon or like a fucking sheep? Right. <laughs> so then, you know, which is why actually, I annoy a lot of my friends because when they talk about. Uh, Dracula, I go, oh, you mean Dracula? Because that's the, mm -hmm. you know, actual spelling. and I'd probably and murder the pronunciation. It goes, goes right but, over to our head, though, because they're, right. they're not as uh, sophisticated as we are. So, <clears throat> like Tom said, one of the most important rulers in Wallachian. Mm-hmm. History, national hero of Romania, second son of Vlad Dracul, who became the ruler of Wallachia in 1436. Vlad and his younger brother, Radu, I mean Radu. Hey, it's in there. We're held hostages in the Ottoman whoa, whoa, whoa. Empire until 1442. About that. He accompanies his father and seven-year-old brother... To see the Ottomans. Whatever. They all three get captured. And these guys are smart asses testing them out. And he's like, I will let you go, but your two sons got to stay. And he went, shit. See ya. So these two boys got abandoned, you know, in the Ottoman Empire. And, uh... You know, there's conflicting reports. So, but but what it basically is, is, is one says that he was taught, well, there's three versions. One says he was taught military strategies in war. The second one is he was mercilessly beat and tortured. And the third one is, uh, which I lean more towards, I don't know why, but I just personally lean towards is it was both yeah you know beaten and tortured by these two guards yeah but the third guy guard on the midnight shift was like hey on board you want to talk yeah well and it like marco polo back in the day right right well the ottomans did that 
all the yeah. time. Exactly, you know, because that's got, exactly what I was thinking. He got used and abused, but once he proved that he had some value, right? All of a sudden, he's getting trained and and you know acts as a consultant. So I so, can see that yeah, happening. It could be both. Yes. So they're held hostages. Five years. Vlad's eldest brother, Marcia, and their father were murdered after John Hunyadi, who is the founder of Hyundai. All right, that's not true. But he was the regent governor of Hungary. He invades Wallachia. He puts Vlad's second cousin, Vladislav, Vladislav. the second, as the new voivode. <coughs> And then Hyundai launches a military campaign against the Ottomans in, in the autumn of 1448. And it was by a group called the Boyar, which was basically like all the local warlords mm -hmm. banded together to, mm -hmm. to do this coup d'etat. Mm -hmm. And um, Vlad II was, he was given the soldier's death in yeah. the marsh yeah. behind the property. Yep. Yeah. Um, his oldest son, Mercu, wait, Mercia, Mercia, was tortured, blinded, and buried alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he got fucked up. He Yo. definitely drew the short straw. Um, yeah, he did. Vlad Vlad breaks into Wallachia with Ottoman support in October. Vladislav returns. Vlad seeks, seeks refugee in the Ottoman Empire. Vlad eventually goes to Moldavia. At least he picked a nice place to go, right? Right. That's that's the place where they have like the uh, um, the little huts in, in the ocean. Oh yeah. Isn't that it, Virgil? Moldavia. That's the Maldives. Uh, I don't know if it's the same thing. Probably not. I'll be honest. I don't know. I'm curious to know if Moldavia even exists anymore. You know the. Um, Wallachia, or Wallachia, uh -huh. was like the meeting point of the European forces in the Ottoman Empire. So his whole, you know, first... Yeah, so he just grew up in turmoil. You're right, he grew up in war. Yeah. So, eventually Hungary gets sick of the Ladislav. And in 1456, Vlad invades Wallachia with Hungarian support. Vladislav dies. Vlad became a purge among the Wallachian borders to strengthen his position. He came into conflict with the Transylvania Saxons, who supported his opponents, Dan, Dan and Basarab. How the hell, how the hell do you have one kid named Dan and then you name the other one Basarab? They obviously like Dan better. Like, or, or, they like Basarab better. Yeah, and, then, the cool and, then, name. and then they were like, hey, Oh, second son, kid. oh, Dan. Yeah, fuck it, name him Dan. Fucking Dan. They um, if you're a fan Ross. named Dan, we love you, and we're not talking yeah. about you. Hey, listen, we're not upset if your name's Basarab. We'll take listeners no matter what your name is. That's right. <laughs> so, although Dan is a very common name in uh, the States today and in English... Uh, in the Middle Ages and throughout ancient history, Dan was one of the tribes of Israel. Oh. Was it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Thank Drop you, sir. knowledge. So, Dan and Basarab were Vatislav's brothers. 
And then Vlad had an illegitimate half-brother, Vlad Kalugoro. I don't know. It's an it's A's, but it's got the weird little hooks on top. Ula. Ka Luga roll. <laughs> Vlad, <laughs> Vlad Punder <laughs> Saxon villages taking the captured people to Wallachia, where he had them impaled on stakes. You know, throughout his rule, they estimate at least 20,000 people. Okay. Back up, and I have conflicting knowledge. Mm -hmm. Well, at least you're not telling me I'm wrong. I appreciate that. In June of six, or 1462, loses a major battle. Oh, yeah, you're... I didn't even get to... I was only in 1460. Well, no, that's where the 20,000 comes from. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. That, that's why I jumped to that, because that's... Okay. That was 20,000 in one day. Woo-hoo! Damn! So pissed off that he had to retreat from battle. Yeah. That he ordered 20,000 Ottoman prisoners... Staked. ...to be impaled. Uh, so much so that when... Sultan Muhammad II of the Ottoman Empire saw it with his own eyes in person. He retreated all of his troops back to Constantinople. Mm -hmm. So it was effective by mm -hmm. Vlad. But yeah, he, he was so pissed off he lost the battle, he ordered all 20,000 impaled on that day. Jesus, man. That's crazy. Well, and see, in all this stuff, in all the actions and the brutality towards the Ottomans, it that's what makes me lean towards he got tortured, him and his brother got tortured a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cause yeah, you don't, you don't wake you up. Don't, you don't come out of prison hating everybody no, in there for no, no reason. You don't, you don't, you don't grow up like in a in a field smelling flowers and decide you're going to start impaling people. Right. So. Um, in four, late 1462, he goes to Transylvania because he needs he wants some additional help creating more space between him and the Ottomans. Goes to seek help from Matthias Coronavirus. No, that's not right. Corvinus, king of Hungary. But he throws Vlad in jail. Holy shit, that's another very powerful name for history. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So Vlad goes to Visegrad from 1463 <laughs> to 1475. Um, he finally gets out because Stephen the III of Moldavia puts some pressure on Corvinus. He gets out for summer 1475. By the early 1476, he's he's at war again with Corvinus. Wait a minute. I have something that we passed. After he gets out of prison mm -hmm. and takes over, he hosts a dinner. Invites hundreds of members of his rival families to it. Mm-hmm. 
and has them all stabbed. And then has them impaled. Um, some of which were not dead from their uh, stab wounds yet while they were impaled. To, and a quote, to assert my dominance of the area. Wow. They weren't dead when they were impaled. Right. Right. Which, actually, when he first started his mili- you know, military conquest... He he wasn't a he wasn't an impaler. He was a disemboweler. Um, he was a beheader. He would skin or boil you alive. Um, he would hire hey, diseased I, people to run into it and I affect mean, your ranks. I'm just saying, I like getting blown mom alive. Hey, you know he'd order his troops to burn crops and poison wells. I mean, but when you're outnumbered. 20 to 1. You need a statement. You need yep. to be brutal and ruthless mm-hmm. to make this gigantic empire knocking on your door go, <laughs> all right, hold up. Yeah. Can we go around? Yeah, well, let's skip this area. Um, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, if, uh, like a true warrior, Vlad dies in battle. <laughs> January 10th of 1477. But that's just that's just like the general Vlad info. Like let's dig deeper, right? He was so cruel that he becomes the subject of Bram Stoker's Dracula. And and in fact, in modern Romanian, Dracul now means devil. Mm-hmm. It originally was known as Vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, he signed his letters as Dragula or Dracula in the four, in the late 1470s. You know, I, I, I read this story on multiple websites. Um, but again, I could not find like a time or location of... But some point during his uh, raids and military career, Mm -hmm. he comes across a group of Ottoman envoys who think, or uh, who who then refuse to take off their turbans, quoting religious religious reasons. Okay. So then he ordered their turbans nailed to their heads so they can never take them off again then. I mean, that seems reasonable to me. What do you think, Virgil? You know, reasonable is not the word I would use, but, uh, you know, given given the background and given the time spent in, you know, essentially a POW camp, you can't very well expect the guy to be right. He's a problem solver. He's a problem solver. Well, man, I'd, you know, you can't take those off. I'd really feel bad if a heavy wind came through and blew those off. Let's right. make sure they, that doesn't happen. Hey. He's, he's a man of the people. He is. The Romanian people, but that's it. Which, hey, you know what? You know what? I am mad at him. Nah. Nah. You know he, what? He backed down. 
you well, I wouldn't say back down, but he held back the greatest, like the, the greatest, greatest military warrior. force of history, yeah, the greatest yep. warrior empires ever. <laughs> and he held them back until his death. That I mean, a lot of people from history claim that he's insane because of his brutal tactics. No, he was a genius for his brutal tactics. Because thinking about it, you're going to think about it. In a post-apocalyptic world nowadays, say like nuclear war happened, right? Right. And you hear about this dude coming across the country towards your area that everybody he captures, he impales alive. When he gets pretty, you know, when he gets closer, you're going to start thinking about running. So... I disagree with historians who say he was insane and because that it's genius. And mm-hmm. the mental aspect of it is the geniusness. Listen, and a lot of those acts were reactionary. Right. You did this, so I'm doing that. And if, here's an example, right? So... Um... They had some merchants from Wallachia and Brasov, which I'm assuming is somewhere in Hungary. Um, so the Saxons took all of their steel from the merchants. Didn't pay the merchants or Vlad. In response, Vlad ransacked and tortured some Saxon merchants... And, you know, you took my shit, I'm taking your shit. Right. Eye for an eye kind of deal, right? Um, and then, oh, wow, there was actually... Uh, hey, you know what's a great time for, Mike? Oh, boy. Another drink. Oh, all right, I can, I can support that. I thought you were going to say, yeah, freaking Dodger. It is. So. So now it is time for uh, Terrible Fridays with Tom. Hold on, I got to check my buttons. The one's a little long-winded. All right, it works. The one is a little long-winded, but I think the payoff is worth it. Oh, good Lord. So, my mom told me the best time to ask my dad for something was during sex. So, I waited until I heard him. And then I busted in and asked for a bicycle. Oh, he was super pissed. But his secretary bought me the bicycle. Virgil grown. That's that's gotta say something. Hey Shaggy, I just got a message from the IT guy. I can't check it though. Uh, well, hold on. Before you hit us, hit us with your next one. All right. We all know my cousin David. Right. Right. He's been on a couple times. Well, my cousin, my cousin David, he lost his ID the other day. No, you should. So now I just call him Dave. I got it. I got it. Oh, my. 
Hey, Virgil. Yes, sir. I hope death is a woman. That way it never comes for me. That, that, that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. Hey, hey, did you know? Did you hold know on, hold you? on, Virgil, hold on. My bad. Go ahead, sir, Virgil. D did you know that David Hasselhoff legally changed his name to the Haas? Yeah. Yeah, there's less hassle that way. Yeah, there's less hassle that way. Yep. Wow. Hey, Sir Virgil. Yes, sir. I used to work at the, uh, the uh, newspaper factory. They had me in the recycling department. I couldn't take anymore, man. It was tearing me apart. <laughs> Holy crap. You know, I used to work in a shoe factory. <laughs> uh, they had me in the return section. You know, you had to shred everything that comes in. I had to quit though because it was soul destroying. Ugh. Ugh. It happens. <laughs> More whiskey. Oh. Oh my. And yes, even though he was insanely brutal and had one hell of a reputation, yeah. Um, Shirker was the first one to actually make him right, make him Dracula. Yeah. So let's let's back up a little bit. Let's well, talk, let's talk take about his more made historically him, correct took the Dracula name yeah. and made it what it was yeah. became. Let's go back to the Ottoman War because that's that is the the significant event, especially reading him to be called the Impaler. Right. right. So Constantine Milovia Mila, we need to start getting people here that can speak different languages. <laughs> Mihailovic. I could call my grandma. <laughs> Oh, yeah. wait, no, I'm already on the phone with Sir Virgil. Yeah, you can't do two things at once. So this guy was like the Sultan's Army uh, recorder. He kept the notes of everything. Right. So he recorded that Vlad refused to pay homage to the Sultan. Um, and that's a big deal. Right? When you've got the Hungarian Army on the one side... The Ottomans are on the other. You pay the Ottomans, they leave you alone. He finally said, you know what? Fuck Ottawa. Ottawa? Yeah, them Sens? Yeah, fuck them. You're Ottomanians. And for three years, he doesn't pay. <clears throat> and he pretty much just refused to see any kind of emissaries that they sent. You know, you know what the common thing about most dictators is? They don't pay taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's the American president do? 
not pay fucking taxes for the rest of their life after they're elected. Oh, well, that's convenient. Because that's they get rich after. Um, so America is not a democracy. It's still a dictatorship. Um, what? I said your hair looks pretty, Sir Virgil. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a political scientist, but the United States of America never was a democracy. It's a democratic republic. Right. Just Right. Well... Our, our non-college educated listeners were, were, you know, feeling me until you jumped all over it with your college shit there, Sir Virgil. Well, you know. Inviting <laughs> me. What's that? It's what you get for inviting me. <laughs> yeah, lesson learned. So, <laughs> anyways. So the Sultan's away. <laughs> Vlad's refusing to pay. He knows, he knows the Sultan's coming back and shit's going to hit the fan, right? So he goes over and ta- has a little meeting with Matthias Corona Venice. But the Sultan finds out. He sends his people um, to Wallachia, ordering Vlad to come to Constantinople. He also sent secret instructions to Hamza, the Bay of Nicopolis, to capture Vlad after he crossed the Danube. Vlad found out about the Sultan's deceit and trickery, captured Hamza and Catabolonius, who was someone from Greece, and he executes him. He must have been slick and hard to catch. Mm -hmm. Executes the officials. Vlad gave orders in fluent Turkish to the commander of the fortress of Giurgiu, whatever G I U R G I U, to open the gates. This gets his guys in a frenzy. They break into the fortress. They capture it, and he starts invading the Ottoman Empire, devastating villages. He informed Matthias Corvinus about the military action in a letter on February 11, 1462. He states that more than 23,884 Turks and Bulgarians had been killed at his order during the campaign. He sought military assistance from Corvinus, declaring that he had broken the peace with Sultan for the honor of the king and the holy crown of Hungary, and for the preservation of Christianity and strengthening of the Catholic faith. He did not get it, that kind of help that he was no, hoping for. No, no, no. Having learning, learning of the invasion, Mehmed II raised an army of more than 150,000 soldiers. Which, let's be real... Most of which were slaves. Mm-hmm. Let's be yep. honest. Yeah. So, <coughs> that army was second in size to the to the only only to the one that occupied Constantinople in 1453. The size of the army suggested that Sultan wanted to occupy Wallachia, according to a bunch of historians. Mohammed. Ma- Mehmed had granted Wallachia to Vlad's brother Radu, 
before the invasion of Wallachia. Showing that basically he wanted to change rulers. Right. The Ottoman fleet landed at Bra... Oh, wait, it's that weird one. Bra... Lilla, which was the only Wallachian port on the Danube. The main Ottoman army crosses the Danube under the command of Sultan Nikopol. How many sultans are there? Uh, yeah, apparently. Outnumbered by the enemy, Vlad adopted a scorch-earth policy, retreats towards Tardovist, <coughs> and between 16th, the 16th and 17th of June, Vlad breaks into the Ottoman camp to attempt to capture or kill the sultan. Either the imprisonment or the death would have caused panic. However, the Wallachians missed the sultan. And attacked the attempts of his viziers. Vlad and his people leave the camp when Mehmed enters Targovosti. The town's deserted, but the Ottomans were horrified to discover to discover a forest of imp of impaled, thousands of stakes with the carcasses of executed people. The Sultan's army entered the area of impalements, which was 17 shades long and seven seven stades wide. I that mm, sounds like mm. it was big. Mm-hmm. Um, Bigger than a football field, anyways. Yep, there were large stakes on which it was said about 20,000 men, women, and children had been spitted. Quite a sight for the Turks and the Sultan himself. The Sultan was seized with amazement and said it was not possible to deprive of his country a man who had done such great deeds, who had such a diabolical understanding of how to govern his realm and his people. And he said that a man who had done such things was worth much. The rest of the Turks were dumbfounded when they saw the multitude of men on the stakes. There were infants too. Affixed to their mothers, <laughs> and birds made nests in their entrails. He he would, he would, he he would constantly order um, newborns and young children to be impaled on the same stake as their mothers. Yeah, crazy shit, dude. So. Even though he, he, you know, this is what puts him on the list, is even though he was a a military genius and a hero for Romania, he took a lot of innocence. Yeah. And no matter what, man, you you gotta leave the innocence alone. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, if you're gonna turn people against you, that's how you do it. Right. Um, Although I gotta tell you, if I'm living in Romania this time, I'm loving the fact that he's doing it. Which is why he is still a national hero. Well, let's see, let's get into his death a little bit. So, January 10th, 1477. Uh, they gave him the Braveheart treatment. The, yeah. the, the yeah. Hollywood Braveheart yeah. treatment. Stephen III of Moldavia retreats to Vlad's Moldavian retinue, was massacred. 
Vlad's army of 2,000 was cornered and destroyed <coughs> by a Turkish force of almost 4,000 people. The exact circumstances of his death are unclear. Yeah, all it is is um, the the most popular thing that I can find uh, is that it's him and his personal guard out for a, uh, a leisurely stroll, we'll call it. And they get ambushed mm. and killed. And the yeah. exact location of it is unknown. Yeah. That definitely and is one of the thoughts. They basically carried his dead body over their heads, like right, yeah, like arms at full extension over their heads, in celebration that they'd finally defeated him. And then when he they got his body to Constantinople, Sultan Mohammed ordered him cut into pieces and displayed all over yep. the city. Yep. Impaled. On stakes, right. So there, every there, single little piece of him that was cut yeah. was impaled on yeah. a stake. Now there, there are two other, th other stories about that. All right, Hit one, me one is that uh, a Turkish assassin murdered him in his camp. Doesn't have a lot of a lot of merit or backup to it, but that is one story. Another one. Comes from that sounds like a guy in a bar going, "Oh my God, you guys hear Vlad the Impaler's dead?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and my boys. Yeah, we sitting got in the bar. I need. I need. Uh, I need a. Fr I need dude, a drink. Dude, I need we're a getting free drink. beer. We're right. getting free alcohol tonight. It was us. We snuck into camp. Russian statements. Fyodor Kurasin, who interviewed Vlad's family after Woo! his demise. Hey, th this drink is pretty fucking good. Thank you. I oh, thought, my, my, I thought my, my. you were going to criticize my measuring. Um, no, no, no. Said that, always pours with said that Vlad was mistaken for his Turk by his own troops during battle, causing them to attack and kill him. Which, that 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 seems a really bullshit-ish. Yeah. Because, well, apparently, listen, no, no matter what you're though, wearing, you and I go to bed. I'm going to know it's you. Yeah. I mean, that's fair, but apparently he... <clears throat> He did have a habit of disguising himself as Turkish soldiers. Or only for ambushes. Because he could speak Turkish. All yeah. right. Fluently. Yeah. Beautifully. So, I don't know what really happened. But Mehmed II, like Tom says, places him high up in the air on a stake, part of him. His decapitated head was allegedly displayed and buried in Voivode Street, which is now Bankalar Kadisi in Karakoy. It is rumored that Voivodehan located it and found his skull. Local peasants say that his corpse was later discovered in the marshes. Yeah, but I feel like, in all in all fairness, I feel like back then, you could find a skull and be like, oh! Oh, this was Vlad! This is Vlad! This is Vlad the Impaler! He was here! Yeah, I can tell! Look! And it, it's gonna be bought by... Yeah. Right. Uh, hold on. I, we need to holler at Harper. Harper! Get down here! Come here, Harper! 
Um, so, you know, and then, you know, we have... Like, there she is. The future now. They've done a bunch of excavations where there was rumors of where he was. They've never found a tomb. They found bones and stuff, but they've now been able to determine it's from horses. So it's obviously not Vlad. Maybe he pulled an Elvis and uh, went back to his home planet. Yeah, he could have. Well, it wasn't uncommon for enemies to uh, want to erase the to oppose them. Sorry, one more time, brother? It was quite common for enemies to go out of their way to basically erase anyone who... Well, yeah. I mean, um, history is written by the winners. Right. So, you know, for a guy who stood up to the Ottoman Empire in in the manner that he did, yeah, it's no surprise that we don't really know how he died or or what happened to his corpse after the fact. That was very much by design. Right. That, well, well that, then again, that was uh, basically common practice in those day and age, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you erased, you erased the guy that came before you. Right. Kind of like WWE did to Chris Benoit. Oh. Um, I mean, that goes, that goes back all the way to the Egyptians, Virgil. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess it may be, and before them, too, but like... You know, you'd have a pharaoh come in that didn't like the person before them. Yep. And every monument, temple... Every... Destroyed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we're doing it again. Yeah. I was thinking that. I wasn't going to say it. Uh, I'm not... No, no, mean? listen. listen. I don't on. lean one way politically or the other. All right, I want... But, I want but, to, but it's happening again. Like, explain. Um, specifically in recent years in our children's lifetimes okay how many rulers have been toppled and all their statues and monuments destroyed at least three majors yeah well, I mean obviously it happened to Saddam Hussein Saddam Gaddafi and um There, there was a third one, but it was right before McVeigh blew up Oklahoma City, so he kind of got shot. He got he got hidden behind uh, McVeigh. Okay. Uh, and, and I'm sorry, and I cannot think of his name right now. Virgil. Dronoblink. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> well, growing up near where Sir Virgil's living at the time of when the Oklahoma City bombing occurred with Timothy, Timothy McVeigh, like, national news had stopped on it. Mm-hmm. But we were still getting daily updates. Okay. Because, yes, it's a couple hundred miles away, but it was very theoretically possible yeah. for him to be hiding in Houston. Right. <laughs> and Oklahoma is Texas Junior. Right. Um, so Vlad himself is looked at as actually being a very just ruler. Right, as long as you didn't piss him off yeah. and like go against him. Yeah. yeah. He he was understanding and he was civil and he was very diplomatic and pleasant. Yeah. Which is again goes back to why he was such a hero yeah. for the Romanian people. Yeah. 
because they would watch him create this brutality on the soldiers and emissaries of yeah. foreign nations. Yeah. You're gonna but, come in, but, here. but then the peasant comes walking into his courtroom. I'm starving. And, and say, I'm starving, and he goes, "Okay, join me at my table." Yeah. And what else do you need? What do, <laughs> right. what do you guys need? So just ruler, but they also say realistically he was a tyrant. Right. But he punished criminals. Executed unpatriotic boyers, auto control, and strengthened the there's government. There's that boyer for the boyer again. Yeah. Um. There's there's been a bunch of poems written. What's up, I tell you how we do? We lost. Oh. What score? Twenty-two to eight. Oh. Oh. Well, they had a good year anyway. They should still be in the playoffs. Are they, are they still in the playoffs? They're second in the region. Mm. All right. It was the most boring game ever. Slow and... Slow, a lot of penalties, a lot of punts. Sloppy, because of all the rain. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, as a player, this and a little bit of snow mixed in was my favorite weather. Well, I as a football dad, I hate this weather. <laughs> we, could, we, we could not tackle. Uh, mm. We just kept, we just slid past everything. Yeah, it makes it tough. That's why back in the day when we played, our cleats you could change out the bottoms. You could, you, like you, the, the little tool. Like sort of. They were plastic and they were like a, like a circular go, pyramid shape. You could go from yes. like quarter inch spikes all the way up to almost an inch. Yes, plastic track. And, yeah. Every, yeah, and every single pair of cleats came with the tool. Yep. In a little plastic yep. bag, you stamp it on the inside of the yep. box. And you'd stand on the sidelines and you'd swap people out quick. Um, on good news, they got a thousand yards in the year. Awesome. How many times is that is in, in his career? Is that his first? Hell yeah. At a boy, big day. <laughs> so, oh my Har goodness. Harper is going hype for wow. big day hitting a thousand yards. There you go, yeah. She's like, whoa, what's up, Mercer? <laughs> Harper, chill, girl. Hey, can you see if she got to go out, bud? Um, well, she just went by the back. Oh, uh, well, why don't you clean that up and take her out again? I think Alex got No, I think you can do it, Pinky. You got it, Pinky. It was a pink out tonight. It is October. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, a Romanian poet named Mihai Eminescu yep. writes a ballad called The Third Letter. <laughs> and in this in this ballad, uh, Sir Virgil, he urged Vlad to return from the grave and the annihilate the enemies of the Romanian nation. You must come, O dread impaler. Confound them to your care. Split them in two partitions. Hear the fools, the rascals there. Shove them in two enclosures from the broad daylight and I don't know what that word is. E-N-I-S-L-E. Ensile them. Then set fire to the prison and the lunatic asylum. So even back then, they were hoping that old Vlad was never ending. Um, I mean, that's kind of all I got about this fella. 
you know, he, he comes in at number 10 or number 9 on our list. Right. Um, last week we talked about Ivan. They they credit Ivan with between 60 and 100,000 kills. Vlad, Vlad, they say between 80 and like 150. I'm thinking it's probably closer to the 150. Yeah. I mean, considering he ordered 20,000 impaled in a single yeah, day. just one day because he was mad. Right. So. I'm thinking those are very conservative numbers. I mean, that's, that's very fair. Yeah. You're right. And, of course, the, the folklore spread about him drinking the blood off of the stakes of his victims, which I'm sure maybe his people had a lot to do with because, you know, hey. I mean, think, think about it. You, you know, you're, you're trying to hype your buddy up yeah. who's, who's coming yeah. like, like oh, man, he stabs these motherfuckers yeah. and, he, and he drinks their blood Stay and this and that. And, if you go see Vlad, don't drink the wine. Right. And so, so I think that's where the um, you know the Dracula legend was born. And yes, Bram Stoker wrote it first, um, but it, it was like um, on the whispers of the common people for years beforehand. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, that's all I got about this fella. Next week, you're going to want to definitely. Uh, make sure you're following our Facebook page. Because we are going live on Facebook uh, next week during recording. And then the day after, we will be... At Entertainment Mafia, uh, celebrating the coming out party of... The New Horizon Combat Sports. What, what? This is their introduction to you. 1028 Entertainment Mafia, Geneva on the Lake. Beautiful place if you've never been there. I know lots couple, I, and lots and lots of wine. A, a lot of my, uh, a couple of my fellows that I used to work with at the furniture company that shall not be named live in that area and said, oh, no shit. So I'm assuming they might yeah, show up. I, I'm taking that as a maybe. Right. And then, you know what? I got to tell you, you go into that area, there's tons of wineries, right? Right. I like my wine. Which Mine is does. why, which is why, on March sixteenth of twenty twenty four in Youngstown, Ohio, for Border Wars, I'm going to be cheering for Team Ohio because their wine is better than Pennsylvania wine. Usually, I stick out for PA, but on on the wine department, yeah. I, I got to give it. I, I got to give it to you. Only because, but that's only because of the west side of Ohio near Idaho. That's fair. I mean, we like our homes here. So, but here's the thing. Ohio is closer to Canada than Pennsylvania. So it has the better climate uh, to grow uh, ice wine. Um, no. <laughs> what? I'm right, Tom. I'm right. Land you route. You're you go, right. If you go to Ohio and jump on a kayak, You'll be there quicker than if you go to Erie and jump on a kayak. Really? I don't know. I'm going with that, though. Then I'm going to run with it. All right, I apologize. I was wrong. 
I feel like the current in Ohio can get you to Canada faster. Because yeah, it's because a everybody's trying to get the fuck out of Ohio. That's right. why. So right. it's just, so it's shifted it's shifted the current of the lake. Right. So you get in, um, in Ohio, you barely have to paddle. And what, you're what, in Canada. Oh, uh, which by the way, Lake Erie is far from the greatest of the Great Lakes. It's a cool lake though. But it is by also by far the angriest of the Great Lakes. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta tell you though, man. Dude, Lake Erie gets angry yeah, quick. Yeah, and it comes out of nowhere. Quick. And then it dies. Just as quick. Yeah. You're damn right. Yeah. You'll be sitting because there. Because it's all of a so sudden, vast and it's so six deep. Six foot waves will be fucking smashing you, and then it's glass. But I have to tell you, man, for, for a, a Well, that's, a what little, makes it, that's what makes Erie so, Lake Erie so dangerous, is because yeah. it is. You have no warning. And, and it's considerably deeper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have the gallon volume because of surface area. No, but it has the depth. It has the depth. Yeah, and that really equates to an angry body yeah. of water. Yeah. I mean that's fair. If I anybody think... been trapped out on open sea, I never have, but I've seen a lot of movies, mm-hmm. so I assume that out on open sea, it, it, you get some angry storms. Because yeah, listen. Listen, you don't want to be out on Lake Erie in like an inflatable raft. The sharks will fucking eat that before you know what happens. I know Mike's joking around with sharks in fresh water. Um, but I don't know. I've seen some no, wait, I've seen some Shark Week videos. They come when, into rivers. When Katrina hit, my aunt sent me a picture she took from the oh I forget the station call sign. But it's Channel 13 in Houston. It's an ABC affiliate. Okay. Now, at the time, the Galleria was the biggest mall in Houston. Okay. And the reporter was on the second floor of the Galleria recording down the escalator that, of course, was shut off because it was floated halfway up. Well, yeah. And there's fucking bull sharks. Oh, fuck that, dude. Swimming through the mall in downtown Houston. You better watch out, Virgil. Yeah, Virgil, don't go golfing. I I, I don't go to the mall, so... It, no, I'm no, good. no, don't go golfing. Well, if you do go golfing, don't go after your ball if it lands in the no, water. Just take a, take a mulligan, dude. I, I don't golf. Uh, well, and, and, that's probably a good choice. That's a good life choice down there. There were so many reports of... No, there were. Just there were legitimately the so many reports of bullies stuck in, in Florida, yeah. Alabama, and Texas uh, of bullies stuck mm-hmm. in, you know, golf course yeah. ponds because... Yeah, because they got wiped in. Right, and, and then the water receded. Back. Yeah, well, like, when I went to New Orleans... And bullies are the one of only two um, species... That bite humans for fun. Yeah, they're aggressive. Yeah. Um, when that. I went to New Orleans, um, <clears throat> you know, like when you're sitting up here in PA away from all that shit and you see it on TV and you're like, oh, Jesus, you know. Um, but like I kept seeing these images of like the crocodiles or the gators or whatever the hell they have down mm. there. Like Gator. trying to like push the doors of houses open, right? Wait. Do you know how to tell the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? One wants to see you in a while, and the other one 
said something in a, a catch you later. later. Yeah. Great, right, yeah. I knew that one. I'm, I'm booing us just on principle. <laughs> but, like... I, I thought you just tasted them. Yeah, one tastes like chicken and one tastes like pheasant. Actually, one tastes like chicken and one tastes like frog. One's greasier. Okay, uh, cat. I have had some good gators. I have two. There used to be a place when I lived and down in Nolan's. Well, yeah, absolutely down there. But <coughs> when I was when I was on the other side of the state, there was a little Cajun restaurant. The people were from Louisiana, and with Katrina, they ended up somehow they ended up by us. That that's like my favorite restaurant I found in Virginia Beach, were Alabama relocatees after yep. Katrina. Yep, and they had the gumbo. That, you know... It's the it, real it, stuff. That you can taste other stuff other than yeah. the shellfish. Yeah, yeah. You can taste the rice. You can taste the carrots. You can taste the peas. You can taste the seasoning coming through. And then it's followed by the taste of shellfish. Yep. It's not like around here where you're punched in the face with the taste of shellfish. Right. And then the other flavors gradually ride the tail. Yep. Well, it's because the fish ain't fresh. Not around here. Fuck no. You know nothing says sesh, nothing says fresh seafood like landlocked Pennsylvania. Um, yep. I gotta be. That's fair. <coughs> we do have the Chesapeake Bay though. Yeah, but on the other side, it still ain't fresh by the time it gets over here. Well, I would never order seafood over here. <laughs> so I mean, that's pretty much all I got, Virgil. Um, oh, I know, I'm wrong. If, uh, if you guys are looking to expand your podcast listening, there's a new podcast that will be coming out called, uh, the Daily Grain with, the, the Daily Grain with Pastor Virgil. Against the Grain. Against the Grain. Damn it. I no, you didn't. Yes, I did. Yes, he did. Don't stick up for him. You're fired. You're fired, Virgil. You're fired. You fire me every time I'm on the show. Oh, yeah, I know. You're getting. Listen, I'm hitting the little screen guy. <laughs> You're, out of here. You're out of here, kid. So against against the grain with Pastor Virgil. He, it's still kind of like in the planning phases, but it will be coming out. Uh, Sir Virgil, yes, I don't sir. know what your topics you're going to cover, um, but I, I would be honored to be a guest. I appreciate that. We'll be in touch, brother. <laughs> hey, I'll come on. I'll drop some knowledge. Cool. Whenever, whenever you have ones about like... Now, now, Virgil, if you're smart, you'll leave us off. Off yeah. of different episodes, yeah. like you won't have us on the same episode because then we'll just end up like shit. Show oh, no, like we won't do that. no, that's not true. Listen, if you want us to be on, we'll go buy Bibles because we don't own them. I actually, I actually, do you? I do. You own one, or there's one in your house? I own one. Okay. I, I well, no, because um, and, and and Sir Virgil, I gotta apologize, but. I always figured in the great war of religion is like every other war. I want to know both sides. 
before I pick a side. So I have read the Bible front to back, and I've also read the Necronomicon front to back. You know, so that way I have information from both sides to form my own opinion. And um, uh, a, a lot of people will disagree with this, but there are just so many goddamn similarities. Um, it's basically, it's like the same as every your religion on earth. There are so many similarities, everybody should just shut up and get along, but it would never happen um, because marijuana is frowned upon in the world. Um, hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm not going there. Well, tell me about it. You ever walk? You walk into a room of drunk guys and say, "This is the best thing in the world." You're gonna end up in a fist fight. You walk into a room full of stone guys and say, "This is the best thing in the world." You're gonna end up in a philosophical debate. I was just gonna say the people that wrote the Bible were high. Everybody in history has been high. Yep. Listen. On one thing or another, be it marijuana or opium or, you know, um, uh, the the funny looking tobacco leaves that they found mixed up with the other ones. Listen. Every major power in history has gotten intoxicated on something other than wine. So, so you're paying attention, right? This is why you probably should not have us on your podcast. Maybe this is the reason why I should have you on my podcast. Oh, okay. You know what? You know what, Sir Virgil? I'll take that as a compliment, and I'll fucking thank you, brother, because that... that, I'll be the bad guy. I'll be the bad guy. We've we've already had discussions on why I have my issues with organized religion. And you know what, brother? I'm going to have to agree with you. And let me say this. This is my savior, not my religion. Okay. Religion kills. Right. Okay, Jesus wasn't about religion. Well, not, it, it, that actually reminds me of that old George Carlin joke. Do you believe in God? Yes. Do you believe in my God? No. It... it it's, it's and it's basically and he goes on to explain the fact that it's all the same shit, just with different leaders from the people's view. Yeah. Sadly, yes. Um, <clears throat> much of what has been said and done in the name of God had nothing to do with God. Right. Um, right, it was just a rallying cry. Right. It, it was just the somebody who could manipulate and then use it to gain power doing just that, manipulating mm-hmm. and gaining power. Yeah. Which is what we covered last week, how Hitler rose so fast and yeah. Germanic. Yep, right, right place, right time. <clears throat> right place, right time with the right people telling you what to say. Yeah. Um, hold on real quick. Let me look and see who we're covering next week. I think this fella is from, uh, Africa. Oh, who the hell was the Congo warlord that was? Idi Amin. Amin. Yes, this sir. This dude. Yes, that's He's a savage, dude. 
Savage. He he's he's yeah. I'm gonna go out and say it. He's worse than I'm gonna say. He's, he's worse than Hitler. He's ranked pretty low. Yeah, he, he should be ranked higher. Right, like anybody in our age group knows that you know um, the People's Republic of Congo has been in constant turmoil and revolution basically all of our yep. lives. Yep. And uh, he exploited that very well. Yeah. He definitely yeah. took advantage of it. He worked his way up, though. You know, no, I mean? he killed his way up. Yeah, same difference. <laughs> he was a scrapper. But, anyways, listen. October 28th, the Halloween Bash Entertainment Mafia from 9 p.m. to midnight. We will be there much earlier. Find us at one of the local wine places. We will probably be drinking. Um, probably. Uh, yeah. Harper is making the trip. $30 a person, $50 for a couple. An additional $20 a person add-on gets you all the events. There's door prizes, raffles, best costume. But don't even bother coming to try to win the best costume. Mike and I got it. Tom and I have this fucking thing locked down. So, if you're coming, just... Be prepared and, and, and for second you, best costume. Let me tell you, if Tom sees anybody else in the Tom and Mike costumes, yeah, um, they might disappear into the lake. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, awful convenient. There's a lake in the backyard, right? So uh, go to Custom Tees downtown Sharon. Get your cute little shirts made up to wear before the party. Or for your own party. Or for your own party. Or for whatever you've got going on. Your business. Any kind of promotional items. See the guys at Custom Keys. Go to Twisted Scissors. See our girl Jessica. Get your braids done. Get your hair did. Full service. Jessica, I've seen her work online. On the, on the, on the Facebook-y thing. Is that what it's called? Facebook? Face, yeah, sure. Face chat, snap, I don't know, snap bookie. She does good work. If you're like me, your hair's short, you keep your hair short, you keep it trimmed. Go see Alex at Ace of Fades. Also downtown Sharon. He will have you looking like a million bucks. He will have you shaped up. You will, your lines you will be will firm and look, crisp. You look good. <clears throat> right. But that brings us to the main event. The Border Wars. Yeah, which is what's going to happen if you don't put your fucking shopping carts yeah, back. Yeah, and which is what's going to happen. Come come to the Halloween Bash. You're going to get a preview of the Border Wars. Um, we're, there's going to be some fighters there. The ring girls are going to be there. My, my client, Sully Allen, is going to be there. Is Signing he, autographs. Is he fighting? Your no, client? Okay. He is my client. I've been representing him since he was eight. <laughs> I jumped in early because the kid's got a bright future. Um, they'll be there. Some of the fighters. March 16, 2024. Get your tickets, Youngstown, Ohio!
Because Ohio has wine that's better than Pennsylvania wine. Mike is back to Team Ohio. I'm Team Ohio. Plus, did you know Ohio, the Wright brothers, are from there? Hey, hey, did you know um, that the Rise of New York is closer to Pennsylvania and they have fantastic weed? So I'm Team Pennsylvania. Technicalities. Hey, um, check on your friends. Check uh, out, check out, um, Against the Grain with Pastor Virgil. Eventually, Mike and Tom will be we, guests. We will be there, uh, and going up in Hellfire and Brimstone, but that's okay. We're here, we're here for you, Virgil. We're here for your, uh, for your, um, um. Four five. I don't even know what the word is. But we're here for Adventure. You. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Slipper Rock, number seventh in the country, getting ready to kick the shit out of California, Pennsylvania. Tom, do you have any final thoughts? We love.